John Mendez is the host of Walk to Wealth podcast, the show that enlightens and empowers young adults to build wealthy and abundant lives. In today's episode, let us learn how to lead a purpose-driven life. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. Friends, I am your host Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional on a mission to make the world a better place to live. Through the Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for joining me. And we are extremely pleased to have John part of our journey. Hearty welcome to you, John. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here, man. I'm excited. It's been a long time since we scheduled this, so it's something I've been looking forward to. I'm glad to be here today. Yeah, same here, uh, John. Uh, without further ado, let's uh, get into the conversation. And uh, can you quickly share your career journey? Like, uh, what did you do before getting into podcasting? And is there anything else that you do apart from podcasting? Yeah, so I'm. Um, I grew up in a project. It was nine of us in a two bedroom. We grew up very, money was very, very tight. Grew up Section 8, you know, subsidized housing through the government. So money was not something that was ever in my really understanding, in my environment. Everything was very, you know, poverty ridden. And then fast forward a ton, I got into college. I got into 13 schools. I was going to school. And during my sophomore year, the pandemic has already taken over the world. I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that book shifted my paradigm. And I started realizing that there's another way of world, uh, another world out there that wasn't being taught in school, wasn't being taught in my environment, wasn't being taught at home. So that winter break between fall and spring, I started listening to podcasts, reading books, going on YouTube, watching videos on double speed, just consuming insane amount of information about building my credit, you know, which bank accounts I should use, how to invest in index funds, things of that nature. And then when I came back that spring semester, it's like I had seen the light and I couldn't go back to taking genetic classes now knowing all the information that I did know. So I decided to stop showing up to my, my college classes, signed up for my real estate course. And that's how I essentially got into the entrepreneurship space. Fast forward like nine months from then, mm-hmm. I ended up starting Walk to Wealth podcast. And this whole story behind that is for the 99% of us that aren't overnight sensations, it's a long walk to wealth. And some may walk faster than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? Yeah. Many times people think success comes overnight, but there is uh, like years of effort that go before getting into that overnight success. Exactly. It's, yeah, quite an inspirational journey that you had. And uh, thank you for humbly sharing those uh, details. And now, can you also talk about the top three things that have attributed to your success so far? What are certain traits that help you? Yeah, the first step was self-mastery. Right, mastering yourself. I feel like the final boss in this game of life that we're all in, right, is is the self. We always think it might be that new job or that new relationship or raising kids or raising a pet or whatever it may be. But really, we are the final boss. We have to master ourselves before we could really conquer life. And so for me, it started back in high school where I started learning about attachment styles and psychology and started reflecting on, you know, what made me who I am? How did my past experiences lead up to me becoming who the person I was? So really just taking this time to reflect. From there, it was learning about financial literacy. Financial literacy, like money is a bartering tool, right? I like to say, and I got this from one of the guys I interviewed on my show, money is just a token of appreciation. And so most people don't understand how money really works. And so taking the time, as I said, to learn about index funds, to learn about which bank accounts I should use, to learn about money. Some of my favorite books that I read was I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, uh, Richest Man in Babylon, 
The Millionaire Next Door. Books like these books just ground, grounded me with some solid financial principles. And then from there, it was just believing that it was possible. Getting around people that thought big. Like I wanted to retire by 40 back in high school. Now I don't ever want to retire because I want to live in my purpose. And so when you're doing what you love to do, you never work a day in your life. And then getting around people that just think on such a massive scale that they make all of your dreams seem possible and feasible. And it's like, wow, let me think bigger. Like we, we put all of our ceilings in our life are built by us, whether we realize it or not. And so once we realize that we don't have to have a ceiling on our home if we don't want to, it's like the opportunities are endless. So it's really just that self-mastery. And then from there, financial literacy, right? Self-mastery, then money mastery. And then from there, just, you know, belief in the opportunities that are, you know, abundantly, you know, present everywhere. Yeah, uh, I I think self-mastery is one thing that uh, it really takes time, right? I have... uh... Come across. I've interviewed more than 350 guests so far, and this is one of the things that uh, uh, is a common point that resonates with most of the uh, successful people. And uh, obviously, books are going to change our perspective in terms of getting hold of uh, finances and all other stuff. Yeah, that's uh, quite an interesting one. And uh, now let's talk about uh, some of the toughest lessons that you have learned in your podcasting journey. Like, uh, are there any things that you have learned and uh, was there a situation where you have to do certain things differently and uh, anything that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, the biggest lesson I had to learn was really last year. I had to check my ego for the first time in a long time. And when you're very competitive, when you're very driven and you want to accomplish big things, especially when you're hungry and you have a bunch of energy, you think that you can conquer the world and realizing that when you are a solo entrepreneur, when you're wearing all the hats and you have multiple endeavors going on at the same time, and there's a reason why nine out of 10 businesses fail. There's a reason why most podcasters don't make it past episode seven. A lot of people have shiny object syndrome. And for me, I had all these things that I wanted to do. So I'm a licensed realtor as well. I'm a real estate agent. I had started up a social media marketing agency and I was trying to do all these things on top of the podcast and working at a restaurant on part-time on a weekend. And I was spread so thin. My bandwidth was spread so thin. And I thought I could just work it out and work hard and it'll all come together. And it's like, you, you can't, you can't do it all on your own. And despite, no matter how optimistic you are, no matter how, you know, how figured out you are, it's like, if you are doing everything on your own, doing one endeavor alone and getting that going is hard enough. And I had to decide like, my podcast numbers were going down. My real estate leads they were falling through the cracks. My social media client, after the first one, I was like, you know what? I kind of really don't want to do this. And then I'm still at the restaurant. So everything in my life wasn't going the way I originally planned. And so around a few months ago from the time of recording this, you know, I was just sitting down reflecting really in deep thought. And I was like, the podcast is where I'm going to put all my focus in. So ever since then, the podcast has been going, like growing. We hit top 5% globally last, uh, last month. I spoke at PodFest Expo down in Orlando last month as well from the time we're recording this and ever since i decided to double down and focus on one thing and only one thing everything started to change but it took a lot of checking my ego and it took it took me realizing that hey i can't do it all right now but that doesn't mean i can't do it all in the future but for the time being i just got to focus and let those other things go yeah i can resonate with you on that aspect as well like it took uh, two years for me to reach global top three percent and by end of 2023 i want to be in top one percent and uh, 
as you mentioned many people do not cross that seven episode milestone and all and people look for instant success okay wherein they think they'll become an overnight celebrity and all but that doesn't happen right so but uh, from my journey like i have acquired tons of wisdom from every conversation and that is something which is motivating me to do more and more and in fact i have met brilliant people all around all around the world and they are changing my perspective and it's a kind of everyday learning not only just to my audience but personally myself as well all right so let's move ahead and uh, can you now explain to our audience why passion and uh, the why can lead your astray yeah so i'll start off with the passion because it's always the easiest one to start off with so most people add their own their own flavor their own swing of things when it comes to dancing when it comes to the way they dress when it comes to how they present themselves when it comes to all these things we all add our own little flavor one of the things we add flavor to is words we all have, use words in ways that just aren't the right way that they're supposed to be used so most people don't actually know the true definition of most words passion being one of them and so the dictionary definition of passion is a barely controllable emotion So if you replace that definition with all the advice that we've been given, oh follow your passion, monetize your passion, turn your passion to a business. If you replace that with a with a dictionary definition, it's pretty much saying pursue your barely controllable emotion. Now, how is that going to work? There's a reason why marriages that are built on on passion always fizzle out and end up in divorce. Right? Because passion is something that you can't control. So if that's your core principle, think of it like this. Imagine you built the house on the beach on the sand. You're only one high tide away before that house comes crumbling down. And you don't ever know when that high tide is going to come. Mm-hmm. So that's why your passion can lead you astray. Right? It's something that's definitely useful because your passion, that emotion, it gives you a hint as to where you should put your energy and your focus into it. It's a navigator, right? It's something, but it shouldn't be the north star that you pursue, right? And then as for your why, in most cases let me ask you let's do a real example what is your why who is it a person is it yourself is it what what is your why my my why why statement is very simple just to drive conversations that matter so that uh, people become efficient in everything that they do so that they can make uh, uh, some informed decisions by learning out of the content that i share yeah so the, but the why is really centered around other people right right and and that's what how most of us are now it's yeah. good to have a why for other people right this is doing something more than yourself but too much of anything is a bad thing yeah. and if you're not where some people like for example parents parents love to do this especially single parents right and they have a kid and it's like I'll sacrifice everything in my own life and then I'm going to make sure no matter what I go through I could be going through starvation I could be going through skipping sleep but i make sure my kid is okay. Yeah. You keep that on long enough. One day your kids are going to get old and they're going to leave the nest. Now when they do leave the nest, now your entire identity is lost because it was centered around other people. You have to make yourself the main priority in your life so that you could show up as the best version of yourself when you help all these other people. So your passion and your why aren't bad things. It's just when they go off in the wrong direction, they can lead you astray from the true goals and then you end up losing yourself versus actually showing up and helping for people not only in the present but in the long run as well yeah i i think this is kind of uh, a different perspective 
and indeed, indeed uh, uh, an eye-opening message that you have conveyed. And uh, definitely, it's a time for um, all of us to retrospect in terms of how much are we are our wise focusing on people around us rather than self. Right, that's the key takeaway. And can you yeah. also uh, talk about how to create a mission statement in alignment with your purpose? Yeah. So first steps first, and that's problem. Um, that problem is to find your purpose. And there's a four-step process that I learned called Ikigai. It's a Japanese concept, and it pretty much stands for your reason for being. And the people where this place originates from, they have the longest, or one of the longest life expectancies on the planet. So your Ikigai is pretty much four circles, and where it intersects all four is your Ikigai. So circle number one is what do you love to do? Write down everything that you would do for the rest of your life had no one ever you know, paid you for it. If you never got paid a day in your life, what are the things that you would love to do from here to the end of the time, right? The next circle is, what does the world need? Write down all the problems you see in the world that you feel compelled to solve. Once you got that list right now, what can you be rewarded for? A lot of times, the volunteer work and the charity, they help to fulfill us, but we still have to keep the lights on. We still have to keep food on the table. So write down what all the things that we can be rewarded for. And then the final circle is what are we good at? Or depending on the audience, I'd like to say, what do we have the aptitude to be good at? Because a lot of times, the fish is always the last one to realize that it's, that it's in water. So we have skills that we may not see as valuable, but if someone from the outside looking in, that's the same skill that they're struggling with, and that's the same skill that they need and would pay for. So mm-hmm. sometimes we have the aptitude to be good at some of these things, but we don't even know. So once you have those four circles and a list for each one, that is how you find your ikigai. And then creating a mission statement is a simple structure is I want my mission in life is to, and then you put in an action verb, right? And it could be, enlighten, mine is enlightened and power. Yours could be to help. Yours could be to inspire. And then to blank, wherever your ideal avatar is, mine is young adults, right? And then through or by blank. When yeah. through my mind is through helping them build a wealthy, abundant life. That's how I want to enlighten the power of young adults. And so once you just find your purpose, it's just plugging and play into that little formula. Hmm. And, and also you quote about uh, two most important days in somebody's life, right? So can you share those two important days with our audience as well? Yeah. So the two most important days, and I heard this at a speaker school I attended. It was a public speaking training. And everyone in the class always had an opportunity to share a message before the class ended. And this one girl, her name is Nani, shared this. And she got this from an actor. I forget the actor's name. But she was the two most important days in her life are the day we're born and the day we find out why. And most people never live to find out the second. So spending time reflecting, spending time. I mentioned self-mastery in the beginning. Spending time thinking about these big ideas. Like, what would you do? for the rest of your life and no one ever paid you like questions like that these big grandiose questions that make you think and you may not come to an answer but it is the act of thinking that helps you get one step closer so start thinking about the bigger purpose start thinking about realizing that we're not the center of the world but we are the center of our own world right so we have to first master our own world so that we can best show up to the world right and it's like these big ideas it's a lot of times People don't spend time, especially here in the, in the States, where everything's so fast-paced, you, you almost never catch a break. So it's being able to slow yourself down so that you can think about some of these issues. Hmm. 
the day we are born and the day we find out why i think finding out why is the million dollar question which not many people may realize as quickly as they should ideally be right uh, yeah <laughs> indeed now let's talk about your podcast right walk to wealth and uh, i'm i'm really interested uh, to understand the top two episodes and how they help your audience yeah so my first episode that i love sharing is my episode 34 with vic manzo he is someone that talks about like quantum laws and things like that like law of abundance all that jazz but he has a very interesting take on it because he's also a business coach he loves helping people with their businesses but he just has a background in that practice and so he broke things down and one of my favorite takeaways from his episode is the law of non-sacrifice so when you're choosing what you love to do you are never sacrificed the thought of sacrifice is a scarcity mindset thing when you're thinking abundantly when you're operating abundantly there is no sacrifice you're not giving up so for me i didn't sacrifice real estate or sacrifice my social media company that i could have potentially grown i just chose what i love to do more which is the podcast i didn't sacrifice anything i didn't give up anything i chose what i love there is no sacrifice when you're choosing what you love so that was probably my biggest takeaway from his episode and then my second favorite episode she's have a it's hard to choose so my most practical episode it was definitely my episode with Drew Donaldson i forget the number but his episode talks about the four businesses that you need to start before you start your dream business because a lot of times we have this idea and sometimes we quit our job cold turkey and then we jump into that and we don't have any business experience and then our business fails and was like oh maybe our idea sucked when in reality it was the right idea you just didn't have the skills to really put implement it properly into the world and so the four businesses he talks about are learning copywriting right then learning pr learning paid media and then learning arbitrage once you learn those four skills you could pretty much go on and start any business and find some decent success from it you are quite quite interesting and uh... John this has been wonderful conversation so far and let's add some spice to the episode okay with your consent i'm going to kick off a quick rapid fire round are you ready i'm ready okay here comes my first question have you ever slept in a classroom or a critical meeting uh too many times <laughs> fair enough <laughs> okay and can you describe yourself in just one word unique unique awesome Yeah what is your favorite day of the week the present day present day the tuesday <laughs> okay and uh, finish this sentence like my dream vacation is my dream vacation is a month long stay in maybe like cancun and then where i'm just like every week going to a new city so like cancun then hit you know the virgin islands and then hit dominican republic and then hit you know i don't even know just like probably just like a month away from the world where i could just unwind and just see a bunch of places all like it's not just one stay at one place i want to hit like several places probably <laughs> yeah i i wish you good luck uh, in terms of embarking on that one month long vacation and hope you find <laughs> some time to do that <laughs> all right so with that let me go to the final uh, question out of the rapid fire what is one fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself 
one fantasy gadget that I would like to see or invent myself is to have, I would say, a fantasy gadget. Honestly, teleporting would be nice. It would make <laughs> things a lot more, it would make travel a lot more convenient. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, I think teleportation is uh, most common one. I would say the highest uh, fantasy gadget that people have shared on this show and followed by uh, the hyperloop kind of transportation and all right so those are going to save tons of time and we will have uh, uh, time to focus on something value added and all wonderful so this has been great rapid fire with that let's flip back to the mainstream and before i let you go one final question for today's conversation so john what would be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to become wealthy or make big in their careers you can pick either of them my one piece of advice is to surround yourself with people like you, surround yourself with people that think bigger than what your dreams are, people that make your dreams look small and not in a comparative way, not to say, oh, they're doing so much more than me, but to say like, hey, they're doing it. So what I want to do is possible. Mm-hmm. When you see how big some of these people think, it really takes a certain level of shifting your mindset and shifting your identity to even believe it but when you see that there's some people out here that are really genuinely achieving a lot in life and giving back as well at the same time and they're not burnt out and they have the a relationship with their family they have all these things and when you're operating abundantly like you can have all that too and so you're surrounding yourself with people that make you just know that reassure that you're on the right track people that are thinking big people that you know, be the dumbest person in the room. It's okay. Put your ego aside. It's okay to, you know, have people that are smarter than you, that are further ahead than you. And once you check that ego, so many more doors will open and so many more people will be willing to help you. So just really just surround yourself with a group group of people that just, uh, that you aspire to be like, not just inspiration, right? Aspire the next level that you just just feel something that when you hear them speak, when you hear them present, that's like, okay, I got, I have to make change in my life in my life and just start taking action on that. Hmm. So keep your ego aside and it is okay to be the dumbest person in the room, right? That will yeah. take care of it. Wonderful. So John, it was fabulous talking to you and thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for your time as well as the wonderful and powerful insights that you have shared. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It went amazing. Yeah. All right. So pleasure to host you, John. And friends, that was our conversation with John. And before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. Please subscribe to us in case if you haven't done already from wherever the app that you have tuned in from, either it is YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you have joined us. And also, if you have loved this episode and found the conversation useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today we had an opportunity to host a fellow podcaster. So I thought I'll share a few facts about podcasts. You know, Apple's biggest rival, Microsoft, was not happy that podcast was named after the iPod. Back in 2004, the Guardian reporter Ben Hammersley was tasked with an article on audio blogging. And due to its growing 
popularity hammersley suggested some words in his speech to establish a name for the sensation commenting but what to call it the new technology should it be audio blogging podcasting or guerrilla media surprisingly his term podcasting stuck with the audiences and by 2005 the word was such common knowledge it had been added to the oxford english dictionary and everyone was happy about it except for microsoft because ipod used a media format rivaling the then popular windows media player so it made it difficult for microsoft employees to affirm the new word and its attachment to apple's ipod microsoft tried to subtly slip the term blog blogcast into the mainstream but of course that failed maybe in an alternate universe people are submitting their blogcast to spotify itunes and stitcher interesting isn't it that's all for today and thank you so much for joining me and in case if you are listening to any other podcast and if you find the podcast useful please share those details with me through social media or email me at the getting voice for you at gmail.com also do not forget to share your topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions so folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and your career until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode with another wonderful